Here we are in 2018, and we want to cover the top five niches you should avoid publishing in in 2018. Stay tuned. Welcome to Self-Publishing with Dale, and if you want to learn more about publishing your own books, Make sure you subscribe and turn your notifications on to get all my latest videos. Welcome to the live stream of January the 11th, 2018. It's another week. Man, we're already almost two weeks deep into the new year. How's your new year going? Pretty dang good. Awesome. Very good. Hey, I'm very pleased to announce to you guys something that is really, truly awesome. Uh, we officially have our first sponsor of the show, and this show is sponsored by none other than BookDoggy.com. And uh, BookDoggy has quickly become the most effective new ebook promotion site in the industry. Check out their new free video feature. Head over to BookDoggy.com slash four dash authors. Once again, that's BookDoggy.com slash four dash authors. Uh, my apologies, um, you know, it's the first time we've done images, so it's a little blurry uh, back here. Um, we're going to iron out those things and refine the process. So uh, please don't let that stop you from going and visiting bookdoggy.com and checking out their deals. I actually ran a promotion through, um, I think it was uh, back on Black Friday, and I definitely recouped all expenses on that. So I would just recommend to take a look at them. Uh, so we're very happy to have Book Doggy as the sponsor of our show. I know we're both very excited. And um, in any event, uh, next streamer, reminder, here we go. Next stream is going to be this next week. It will be three reasons you shouldn't publish on Amazon. What? That's right. That's a little different. So you can't tell by the blurry picture back here. But unfortunately, I will have to go ahead and describe it to you. Three reasons you should not publish on Amazon. That's right. I said not. So you're going to need to tune in next week so you know exactly what we're talking about. That's Thursday, January 18th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So who all is here? How are you doing? What are you into? And what do you got going on? What do you have going on? Lots of t-shirts. T-shirts. So she's working on her t-shirt business. And for me, I am... Uh, Right now, just working on the publishing course, I am very happy to say, and I'll, I'll fill everybody in a little bit later about the whole publishing course, but um, we already have 14 students of the 50 for the beta launch. That means we're still accepting the beta launch students. I'll give some more details before the stream wraps up. So really, really happy getting some very positive feedback, uh, some good constructive criticism. And for those of you that are already enrolled, I want to let you know that I'm going to be running another live stream sometime in the next 24 to 48 hours. I'm going to give you a little bit more of an idea of the perks that are involved in the DIY publishing core content, advanced content, and future content coming out of that. So uh, stay tuned. Those of you that are subscribed through publishwithdale.com, you'll get a notification in your emails. So uh, what's going on inside the everybody's world here? Everybody just being quiet today? No. Ava, I said hi already. Yeah. Uh, Monique, thank you for stopping by, as always. Mark Brownless, Avi Darshan. Uh, Avi, it's good to see you, buddy. And Mark, excellent. Uh, Mark was really, really helpful, actually. I uh, found a discrepancy. I had some of my 
um, videos. I think it was Mark. Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe it was another one of the students. But um, a couple of the videos were, no, actually it might have been Dylan now that I think about it. But uh, a few of the videos were kind of flip-flopped. I had accidentally had slipped one video into another one and then it just kind of put them out of order. Nice thing is you still got the information. It was just out of order inside the course. So that's, that's one of the reasons why it's beta. That's you get when you sign up for beta. Yes, you know, you're going to get, it's, there's a little bit of lipstick on the pig. But by the time that we go for the full launch in March, it's going to definitely be looking a lot better. So uh, we really appreciate everybody tuning in. And those of you that are actually watching this on the replay, let us know what's going on in your world. We'd like to let, definitely know. I always encourage, if you've got a book on Amazon that you've launched or if you've got a book elsewhere, uh, preferably notable platforms that would be awesome, no bit.ly links or any kind of masked things, um, go ahead and drop those inside the comments. We'd be happy to feature that there. You'll probably get throttled by YouTube, but chances are if uh, I, I grab it because it'll come into my filter and I see that you're going to be promoting your book, I really can't encourage it. I, this is a community and I'm really here to help you in any way that I can uh, within reason. And uh, I think that that's a reasonable, um, that's a reasonable accommodation because it only takes me two seconds to go ahead and approve a link. And uh, so there's been a few people actually that have promoted some of their books lately. Isn't that pretty cool? That is pretty cool. And it was Mark that corrected you. Thank you, Mark. Because he says he's been proofreading so much in the last year and not much is getting passed on. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's funny um, when you do this type of stuff. Every now and then, you, you get blinders on. I think those of you that are writers here, you probably understand this. You'll probably go through and edit, self-edit something 1,000 times. And you go and you send it to market or you send it to your editor. And then it just has blatant errors. You'll see it later on. So I think that's one of the things that has happened with the DIY publishing course is that small little error. It wasn't enough to destroy the course, but it definitely kind of put everything a little bit out of order. All right, so um, it's great to get that everybody's kind of tuning in. Is there any other uh, people that have uh, talked about what they have? A book on Amazon. I was going to get the link. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so Kelly's going to go ahead and pull up that link. We definitely appreciate you saying um, something about that. And as she's pulling that up, uh, we're going to go ahead and start to transition over to the top five Kindle publishing niches that you should avoid. And I would recommend even beyond Kindle publishing – just publishing in general. Um, we're going to talk about those five things. What are some niches, in your opinion, that people should avoid this year? What has been your experience that you've discovered that e, either A, it's a dead niche, or B, it's too competitive, or C, it's in that gray area? So love to hear from you. That's all to all you guys in the live chat as well as on the replay drop it inside the comments what do you think is the niches that you should avoid so uh in any event let's go ahead and roll that be beautiful bean footage here we go um number five generalized books what exactly do you mean by generalized books if you are a newbie self-publisher with zero audience i'm talking to you yeah don't just write a book about fitness because it's going to get lost in the crowd you need to be more specialized, like, I don't know, fitness for seniors or fitness mm -hmm. for moms or vegan fitness for moms. Or I haven't researched any of this, so I have no idea if it's going to work for you. Yeah. But I do know that if you just publish a book on fitness without it being niched down, you're not going to be a happy person. Absolutely. Know your audience, identify that audience, and provide the solution that they're looking for. 
Um, I, I'm going to tell you my own personal experience and see, I think Kelly knows that I've been, I've violated that in more ways than one. My very first book that I put out was the, the three keys to greater health and happiness. Unlock your greater life was the original name. The second name ended up being a complete mess anyways. Either way, we sat down with an old friend, Mark, and Mark is a internet marketer. And this has been, gosh, back when I first did the book. Like three, four years ago? Four or five years ago. No, okay, four or five years ago. Yeah, flies. I was still employed. Uh, so in any event, um, Mark sat down with me and said, okay, who is your audience? Who are you talking to? I'm like, well, everybody. He's like, no, no, no. You're going to need to niche this down. I'm like, but it's a solution for everybody. He's like, here's the deal. If you try to create a solution for everybody, you're gonna, not going to get anybody. And you can't just take and cast a gigantic wide net over every single person. And to kind of expand on the generalized book idea, you're not going to talk to a five-year-old kid the same way you would talk to a 65-year-old adult. You know, there's a huge difference. Now, that's a huge extreme, but know your audience. So generalized books, I, I love that one. So um, next one up, number four, public domain. Ooh, this used to be really hot. You remember when you and I first came into this, it seemed like everyone and their mother was doing public domain and what is it, uh, PLR, public, uh, private license, uh, labels, I, I never jumped rights. on that bandwagon. Yeah, so what ends up happening is, is so copyrights end up defaulting, and I might get this wrong, so please forgive me. I, I'm not a lawyer. I, I, know, I know a little bit about bird law. Um, <laughs> anybody gets that joke, go ahead and drop that in the comments. But uh, at any rate, copyrights are only held for so long unless they're actually renewed. So let's go ahead and let's look at an old publication, the very first edition of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. That's actually considered public domain. Now, more recent versions of it, there actually was additional editions that were released and there was a trademark and I should copyright that was covered on that, uh, was okay. Well, the old books, the older that they go, and I can't remember the number of years, it could be like 70 or something like that. In fact, actually, Tom Corson Knowles talks about the copyright uh, and his future interview that I'll be releasing next week. Um, any event, the copyright will fall off. Okay, that makes it public domain. In other words, anybody can publish it, you know, anybody can use it however they wish. So in any event, um, people can take the Napoleon Hill public domain book and just republish it. Well, the issue is um, Amazon's not too keen on that. There is the option to check off public domain, but I'm going to tell you this, that I know that there have been some people that have either A, been suspended, had their account suspended due to putting public domain work up, or be terminated. Um, now, what is the one clause that is, is actually doable, if you can recall? There's like four of them. But okay. one of them I know is if you can deviate so much, you might be able to translate some of it, add some illustrations. Yeah. It's just, but, and, because I like, I like money, with public domain, I think you only get 35% regardless of what you price it. Yeah, yeah, and that's, so. that's huge. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, maybe you can put out a, a uh, you can put out Think and Grow Rich, the coloring book edition. Uh, there's an idea for you. But that's create space, and that's fine. Yeah, that's true. This is true. This so. so, yeah, public domain. Uh, I just I just tell people, generally speaking, just steer clear public domain, and PLR is going to be the other one, private uh, label rights. Um, it's pretty much you can go and purchase it. 
And there have been some people that go through and try to spin this work, but the problem is they end up getting caught one way or another. Uh, just steer clear of those two things of publishing it. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing a PLR for, let's say, a, um, a lead magnet. You know, get this, you know, report on the five key essential oils, you know, and, you know, get it to where you use that PLR. Try to make it unique to you, and you can use it as a lead magnet of some sort. For me, I haven't used those for lead magnets that much, actually, ever, for my own private it's too, much, it's too much work because I try mm -hmm. to read them and I don't understand them. So if I don't understand it, no one else yeah. will want it. So Yeah, so uh, anybody had any kind of experience in public domain, please definitely would love to hear what your experience has and if you've been burnt by this particular little rule. Um, but I would just say at this point, it's, it's kind of the same. Now, there was one thing Kelly and I were having a discussion before we got on, and we we're talking a little bit about something else that is somewhat like the public domain, and that was the cookbooks where you could actually copy a specific list and paste it into your work. Because the, um, the ingredients, like quarter cup butter, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, a the way to make a chocolate chip cookie is going to be that way. Yeah. However, the directions is someone's form of expression, which you cannot copy. Right, yeah. So you don't want to go into the full directions. Ingredients are going to be okay. But when it comes to the lists, you should be okay. Um, here's the deal. If you're trying to find the easiest, the least path, uh, the, the easiest path or the path of least resistance, um, don't, don't go for it. Okay. Um, yeah, putting out a cookbook can be nice. I have uh, about four of them myself, but here's the deal is it's all written in my language and I challenge you to kind of go in there and if you read it, you'll see it's me. Um, sadly, uh, a lot of the clean eating recipes that I have in there had dairy in it, so I no longer use that. So the nice thing is, um, I can actually release another cookbook, a great cook. She's not mentioning it. All right. Uh, number three. Number three, book summaries. Now you'll book probably, summaries. now you're probably going to think I'm crazy because if you've been listening and know how to do your research, you'll be on Amazon. And you might have seen these before, and there's a few companies that do them. Mm -hmm. However, and legally, I forget the law name or whatever, but legally you can use you can use parts of it, but you can't quote it. I, do you know what I'm talking about? Right, correct. In other words, you can't take actual content verbatim, like you can't go full paragraphs and put it into a book because it is technically their copyright, and you don't have the permission to it then you shouldn't be publishing it because you're profiting from somebody else's words. And even this law is gray because I talked to yeah. um, a paralegal and she's like, eh, it's like some copyright act, something like that. Right. But anywho, it's just like a fine line because if you happen to write a book summary and, you know, maybe you don't use too many paragraphs, what happens if your book summary starts to outrank the original book? Um because that is their original work. So I yeah. personally would steer clear just so you don't run that fine line of using someone else's work and getting into legal debates. Yeah. And I, I mean, if you have the discretionary expense to, you know, contact these people and ask for permission and, you know, get the legalities all the way, then go for it. It can be quite profitable. And, but, for most of you that are probably watching this, you probably don't have the discretionary expense. Because I know that despite however good we're doing, we just wouldn't pursue that. 
it just, yeah, sure, it can be ludicrous, um, but I mean, we got to invest time, energy, and most importantly, funds that we could otherwise put towards other things that aren't the, you know, let's make something quick, you know, let's make something fast and let's make the money fast. Uh, if you're always trying to think, well, you know, let me make money fast, then you're probably in the wrong mindset. So in any event, uh, number two, this one right here, nude photography. I know a lot of people are going to go, what? <laughs> so uh, some time ago, um, and the funny thing is there is nude photography books on there. Okay. Hear me out on this one. Uh, some time ago when I first did the live streams, gosh, it's probably been about half a year now I've been doing this. Wow. Wake up. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm not letting her fall asleep over here. So um, oh, some time ago when I did the live streams, I shared a little bit of a story. Let me give you the, the Reader's Digest abbreviated version here. Uh, a friend of mine was putting out nude photography books. Uh, he discovered that there was a demand for it. Well, the issue was... It can't be pornographic, meaning that no one can be uh, doing any kind of sex in it. Well, he accidentally, maybe on purpose, I'm not really sure. I can't, you know, confirm nor deny it. Um, he put in a photo of actual sexual act happening. And they caught him. Okay. Smacked him on his hand and said, you know, don't do that. They suspended him for a few days reopened his account, and so he went in, pulled the, you know, picture out, and then he started keeping himself on the straight and narrow. Well, fast forward, he really started picking up some momentum on the nude photography area. In fact, he actually had, within the course of a month, I think six number one best-selling nude photography books. He had the full rights to everything and whatnot, but he ended up having his account suspended again. Someone had reported him, and he said, no, I've got the rights to these. They're, they're all good. There's nothing pornographic. I can assure you. They said, okay, just don't do it again. He opened up his account. Wasn't even a matter of a few days later, banned. Closed him down. And he's going, what? He's trying to fight him on it. He goes, and he, he found other books that had sexual acts in it, and he was trying to compare it to his that were just tasteful nude photos, very artsy, and they said, no, we don't care what you have. And here's the kicker. It affected his CreateSpace account. They came in and said, CreateSpace, boom. This is associated with this KDP account, so we're officially terminating your CreateSpace account. Now, even though he hemmed and hawed with KDP, they never gave him back his account. However, with CreateSpace, he was able to kind of talk them off the ledge, allowed him to open up his account. And the one thing I told him was like, stop. I know new photography is your thing. You've been killing it. But I'm going to recommend you take all of it, all of it off the market, whitewash everything, start from scratch. Because that's the thing is if you end up getting closed down, I just really highly recommend, first of all, A, find out what, where you're going wrong. If you don't know, find out. And B, fix it. Okay, don't think that you're going to be able to get away with it if you try, for instance, if you get banned on Amazon, don't go over to Draft the Digital and publish that same work to Draft the Digital. You won't get caught, I promise you. Um, so, nude photography. I would just say avoid that. It's just too, it's just too much of a gray area. You might have some eight-year-old Tommy 
One day he goes on to Amazon. He's got a buck to spend. Heck, maybe even catches it on free promotion. He downloads that book. His mother catches it and says, this is pornography and reports abuse. Hey, my eight-year-old son just got a hold of your work and you're serving this pornography and goodbye account. They, they, will, they will take care of the customers first. Am I not right? Oh, yeah. Amazon don't care about us. Yeah, they really don't care. They, they want us to make money for them. And if we're making their customers mad or angry, then chances are they'll shut them down. So that is that on that. So I got a question for you. What do you think? What niches should be avoided? Ava had a good one earlier. What's Ava got? Politics. Politics, yeah. Actually, a uh, big shout out to my boy Anthony. Um, he actually did a couple of uh, political books and says that it pretty much was very much suppressed and you couldn't, you can't run Amazon marketing service ads on certain types of books and political ones are one of them. I know for merch, you know, trademarks, of course, but mm -hmm. you got to run a fine line about putting up political stuff because they will deny you. Yeah. 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 So, so that's a great one. Anybody else have any other good ones at all? So what do you think? What niches should be avoided? Those of you watching the replay, I definitely would love to hear from you and any experiences that you've had. Um, I'm always keen to hear what people have gone through. And if you disagree with the four that I've already listed and the next one that's coming up. Hey, before we start to move on, I definitely want to plug, once again, this next Thursday, that's January 18th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to give you three reasons you should not publish on Amazon. I know it sounds crazy, right? Cray cray. But hear us out on this one. Three reasons you should not publish on Amazon. You want to join us this next Thursday at... 6 p.m. That's January the 18th. Remember, if you're not already subscribed and you're watching this video, hit that subscribe and click that thumbs up, of course, if you're enjoying this. We got some other niches that Ooh, people should avoid. I definitely would love it. Religion, question mark. Religion seems to be a bit of a hot topic, for sure. That was another one. I think, uh, once again, Anthony. Where's Anthony at? Where are you at, dude? Um, that was one he mentioned as well. Zombies, done, done, and done. Zombies, done, done, and done. Vampires, what, shapeshifter vampire romance? Shapeshifters, woo, my favorite. <laughs> Herbert says self-help. Self-help is, is, is tough to break into. However, one of my upcoming uh, interview guests, and actually it's the hour after next I'll be interviewing uh, Katyan Roach. She actually uh, self-published her first uh, self-help book, and... She had great success on that. So we're going to hopefully get a little bit of 411 from her, not necessarily about uh, how she did the publishing and self-help and had, had a great hit, but we're going to talk to her how she leverages social media for her brand and was able to you know, get such popularity from her self-help book. So yeah, self-help can be really, really tough. If I were to recommend anything, if you're doing self-help, go a niche down. Figure out what is the problem in self-help um, because there's so much that's within the self-help um, category. It's kind of like fitness is. I even say go further. Do a sub-niche of a sub-niche of a niche. It, exactly. Okay. The, the further that you can go down, especially for you newbie self-publishers out there, the better. So uh, in any event, let's go to... Monique says all religion, question mark. All religion, yes. Yes, all religion. Sometimes it's just that gray area, and I think you cannot run ads, if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken. Feel free to look that up here in my channel. There was a, a 
video about that, that I addressed that, and I told specific categories you couldn't. I believe religion and politics were the two things. Uh, if you've got curse words in your title, forget about it. Um, and even if you have like an asterisk covering up a specific word. So Monique says, this is the first book I'll be switching over to my publishing company, Seven mm -hmm. African Powers. It's under my name. Since I am Wiccan, Wicca, it is a vast yeah. subject and I've broken it down. I mean, I don't agree, but I don't know much about the subject as far as religions. Yeah, so. unfortunately, uh, Monique, I'm a little bit at a loss. I guess you can probably categorize it uh, in a certain way to where it can probably go into spirituality. Um, I, I don't know, unfortunately. And that's going to be one you're going to want to get a hold of Amazon and ask them, you know, hey, will I be able to run ads on this? Uh, don't try to process the ad without knowing if it's going to be okay, because um, there's no sense in doing that. Um, uh, my wife is laughing over here. I'm sure she probably had something good here. Muslim jokes. Ah, okay. Um, any events, uh, let's go to number one. Number one. Oh, hey, before we do, how could I forget? It's blurry back here. Beta launch is coming to a close here pretty soon at the 90% off deal. If you want to get in on DIY publishing core content and advanced content at 90% off ticket price, you're going to want to head over to publishwithdale.com, enter your email address and your name. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to have a few other details, but I'm going to say this, and for those of you that are already on the list for publishwithdale.com, you are going to get notification here over the next 24 to 48 hours that the 90% off pricing is gone come Tuesday. Um, I'm going to be kicking it up. Uh, it's not going to go full price, but um, rest assured that once when I go public, you will not be getting the 90% discount. So if you want that, make sure you head over to publishwithdale.com, put in your email and your name. All right, so I believe now we are to number one. Incest incest don't even try it amazon will slap you so fast and your account will be banned draft yeah. to digitals and no most platforms now say no to incest yeah um and i am even going to add a second one on that pseudo incest aka stepbrother romance yeah. back when i started publishing i don't know publishing uh fiction like three four years ago by now that yeah. was the hot thing to do. It so was, I was like, was. I need to jump on this bandwagon. This was before you build a brand. Mm -hmm. At least I did. Um, I just wanted to publish what was hot. And nowadays, some of the um, companies are starting to not allow stepbrother romance, such as Apple. Um, I think I've gotten hit with Barnes & Noble before. Mm -hmm. um, so I just would avoid that because I don't like the fact I spent money on something. And I can't publish it on some platforms now. Yeah, that does suck when you, you put a lot of time, energy, and effort, as well as funds, because I know that you outsource quite a bit of the writing. I've um, made the money back, but yeah. still, I can't put products out. So that yeah. just uber stinks. Um, so I, I would just, you know, uh, it, when it comes to incest, uh, unfortunately, that is just so stinking taboo. I think Smashwords will allow you to publish incest. But they won't put it to all platforms. Not all platforms will accept it. And you have to openly tell them what the content is uh, before they accept it. Now, I don't want to put words into Smashwords or Mark Coker's mouth. Um, but I'm pretty sure that as long as you fully state what kind of erotic 
style stuff that you have, you should be in the clear, but unfortunately you won't go out to all platforms. I think, in fact, uh, was it Apple iBooks that won't accept Erotica? Or no, uh, Scribd. It was Scribd. Yeah, Scribd is in Scribd. Actually, I, I get a good amount of money. So um, yeah, incest. Just avoid that. And um, it's you're gonna see. There's gonna be sometimes, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna discourage you from this. You're gonna see some books out there and go, but they're doing it. Um, you know, if they jumped off a bridge, would you? You know, I, I'm not gonna say anything condescending like that. But I would just really recommend. Um, this is not speculative on our part. Incest is just a no-no. Uh, don't try to put out the content and mask it as anything other than that. So if you put out some kind of an incest book and you try to trick the you know audience into purchasing it and it's got incest in the inside, there's still a possibility that they can detect that. Uh, Amazon's getting smarter and smarter and they're getting systems that auto-detect a lot of things. In fact, um, I had this conversation with Todd B. Dorenfeld uh, he's a videographer, a, vet, a film veteran, and he produces and directs films, and he actually gets to upload over to Amazon Video Direct. And one of the things we were discussing was when we upload videos on Amazon Video Direct's platform, we'll talk about this pretty soon, I just want to tell you about the process of this. When you upload it, you can't have a call to action, you can't promote products, you can't have a commercial, you literally can only just put the content, like somebody's going to watch it on TV sans the commercials. So he and I tried to test that, and every single time, even if we said, you know, part two is upcoming, you know, such and such, check it out, uh, they detected it. Even if there was no verbal call to action, they still did it. He even tried to, and this is funny, he and I had talked about, and hopefully Todd, you don't mind me mentioning this, he actually even put his book that was pretty much like um, a written version of the film, he put it in the screen credits at the very end, just, just on the side. It wasn't even a call to action. They still flagged them. So if they're getting systems like this put in place, rest assured that if you try gaming the system, they're going to catch up to you at some point or another. And if you're in this business to make a fast buck, hey, knock yourselves out. But if you're in it to make a long-term business solution, then you're going to want to do it the right way the first time. So in any event, I see there's a couple questions, and I definitely want to address those before we you know, finish up. Remember, if you haven't already subscribed, make sure you click that thumbs up and hit that subscribe. Uh, so at any rate, I see... Um, the main question going back and forth, if it, about, more about the course, if it's for beginners, and if someone um, just starting their first book now, should I buy your course already? Uh, to answer that right now, um, the core content right now is perfect for the newbie self-publisher. And uh, I'll give you a bit more information. What I would recommend is, here's the deal. I know you're probably going, I don't want to part ways with my email address, okay? You're going to be communicating directly with me. And rather than me tying up this uh, stream, just head over to publishwithdale.com, enter your email and your name. You're going to get full details about everything over the next 24 to 48 hours. But I'm just going to recommend that you get on over there. You'll get full details. I'm not going to beat you up for sales or anything else like that. In fact, as soon as this beta launch is done, I'm probably going to end up purging the emails that are in there. So the beta launch will be complete here in the next, I would say, less than 30 days or by the time I get 50 students. And we're definitely on, on the fast path to that already at about 14 students. So we still have plenty of room. And that's only been for the last two days. So this is going to happen pretty fast. I would just recommend get over into the email notification 
and uh, you can find out more details there. But yes, newbie self-publishers all the way up to uh, the veterans are going to be definitely taken care of in this course. And at 90% off, you can't beat that with a stick. Uh, is the course only for beginners? No. Uh, as I mentioned, it's going to be, it starts out with the beginners and it works up to the advanced content. So in any event, you'll get more details over there. So I would uh, love to give you guys a big virtual hug and thank you and congratulate you on this because if it weren't for you, I don't think it would have been possible. We are officially at over 2,000 subscribers as of today. So um, that means the world to me that you guys have invested your time, energy, and trust in this channel to provide you with some of the cutting edge you know, content and give you the information that you're looking for. And regardless if you invest in my course, I'm not gonna sit here and beat you up for it. Um, if you invest your time into this channel, thank you. Big thumbs up to you. I've hit my thumbs up on your channel and I appreciate you subscribing here. So in the meantime and in between time, till later, it's been Self-Publishing with Dale and Kelly. And we'll talk to you guys soon.